What's up, guys? This is a bit of a heavy episode, so I thought I'd lead in with something that we all need to ponder. Yes, I wrote it down. <laughs> Grief is like poop. Mm. You gotta get it out. Oh, God. Otherwise, you could end up emotionally constipated. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm taking your computer away from you <laughs> for a week. No more. What's up? I'm Liza. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Cami, And we are going to talk to you guys today about grief and how mm-hmm. it looks these days. Yeah. Right? And yeah, it seems kind of counterintuitive to do an episode about grief when our podcast literally tells us to laugh at funny things. Right. Um, and I actually, I did quite a bit of research and digging in my own mind about how can we put a funny spin on this? Well, we can't. <laughs> no. We really can't. But I think that it's important that we talk about it because I feel like it's not something that kids are actively... Kids, college, whatever, are actively ushered into, like, forming strategies on how to cope with grief, how to understand when they need to grieve. Um, I know we live in a very accepting society. We live in a very, um, you know, digital age where you can get in contact with anybody really quick. You can look up resources really quickly. Mm-hmm. But what do you do with it? And right. is it always the best to do that kind of thing right. online yeah. as opposed to in person, you know? Exactly. And I think something also that's kind of interesting, like even though our podcast is encouraging you to laugh, mm-hmm. I think what we're overall trying to do is encourage you to laugh because there's going to be moments when you can't. Uh-huh. So when the funny moments do arise, you have to take advantage of them because yes. the other moments are going to kind of pull the rug out from under you yeah you know so that's that's just that's part of it you can't get around it um I also think grief is very interesting because so many people learn to grieve based off of their their upbringing yeah you know whether it's it's implicit or not um either your parents kind of talk to you and show you what's appropriate or they don't discuss it and you have to learn by watching Mm -hmm. and that can be a whole nother pandora's box oh yeah you know where you just choke it down right it ends up coming out years and years later and you're like what is what is this so i think the biggest transition is that now we see people grieving online right and it's it's almost immediate yeah it's almost like a race to see who can grieve yes that's one thing that's yeah we have you guys we have a list of pros and cons um, talking about how how it's good that we have this outlet and how it can kind of bite us in the ass sometimes. And I right. think people racing to get to the bad news first yeah. is really, it, it can be damaging, I mm-hmm. think, to some of the parties involved um, to see who can write the most heartfelt thing and the mm-hmm. most tragic sounding thing the fastest and i think because of our age group Mm -hmm. we have an interesting take on it just because we've transitioned we're bridging the gap yes clearly yeah we're transitioning with the technology yeah because when we were in high school facebook had just started Mm -hmm. um and so we've seen like this transition kind of grow and Mm -hmm. adapt whereas our students 
They don't know any different. We would enact like an old phone chain, mm-hmm. calling people, and yeah. they'd call two people, and they'd call two people. Right. So it is different. It's it's harder. I feel like to walk into that because, you know, in in the olden days, kids before <laughs> computers, you would get the environment just right. You would mm-hmm. sit down with your loved one. They knew what was coming. You'd have lunch. You'd right. you would be in a safe place. Now we could be mm-hmm. in the middle of like the work day or in the about to go into an important meeting and we see something like this and it can totally shift right. your mindset and just your entire mood. It could bring you to tears, you know? Yeah. It's like an ambush right. sometimes, yeah. you know? And that can yeah. be that can work against you for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So just like with all technology, mm-hmm. there are positives. There are positives. Yeah. And so I think with with grieving online, you know, we definitely were able to pick out some positives, mm-hmm. right? Just so, a few, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> one of them is that it's obviously easy and quick mm-hmm. to share that information. Like, that's the flip side, right? Mm-hmm. If you need to contact people, specific people. We're In not mass, talking, yeah, yeah. We're not talking about, you know, get on a platform and post something to the public but we're talking about like a group text mm-hmm. or um, make an event a with group only message private things yeah and, yeah you know it's very easy now to kind of spread that word and and post updates yes. as they come yeah and there were that. like i've even seen and this might be kind of you know unusual for certain people but at one of my aunt's services there was someone who filmed it on Facebook Live and shared it with family members who could not have been there. Mm. Um, and so that was valuable. Yeah. You know? So I, I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. But. Me too. We recently went on a trip. Um, one of my husband's coworkers who was just the sweetest and most kind, loving, hilarious, adventurous guys. He passed away from cancer in the fall. And he like most of his family members and everybody lived on the West Coast. And so um, his partner got on Facebook and posted, this is when we're doing the memorial. It's months from now. If you want to attend, add into this group. And so it was a great place for all of us to go for updates and the people who couldn't be there could share. And, you know, it it was super, super helpful. Mm -hmm. That is nice. That's nice to have something planned Mm -hmm. so far. um, Yeah, it was nice. Everybody could make arrangements to be there. Um, the other thing, because of that, um, there's a increased community. Mm -hmm. So people who you may not have talked to for a long time, but you know that they would need to hear. Yeah. Like if someone that you went to school with passed away, um, you know, you could go ahead and contribute to a meal train for their family. You can make donations to, Mm -hmm. you know, a foundation or a cause, whatever they're wanting to do in their memorial memoriam whatever right you know again it's just increased community the people that are affected in the same fashion that you're affected are there and you Mm -hmm. can interact with them and it's not weird you know yeah it just you find commonality with them I think another thing is that it encourages everyone to be open about their grief you know Mm -hmm. like there's no that is I think a big game changer yeah um because we weren't always open about it. Right, that's true. And and people who were not comfortable, you know, when you didn't have technology or social media platforms to express yourselves, for people who are not comfortable speaking in front of others, mm-hmm. that really limited yeah. their, their mode of expression. Mm-hmm. And so I think it 
technology has opened up, you know, that Mm -hmm. um, pathway for people to express themselves when they really probably wouldn't um, in person or in public. Yeah. So I think people are encouraged to be more open about that. Um, Mm -hmm. And the more people talk about it, obviously, the more it normalizes the grief. Yes. You know, Um, and people can feel more accepted about it. I think especially for men, that, that stigma Oh, I've yeah. seen that. It's that stigma seems to have really gone away. Yeah, that men are weak for showing oh my emotion. Gosh, no, you know, I feel like never that's really think gone that. Away. If you're a dude listening to this podcast, feel your shit. Yeah, like think through it, feel through it, process it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing emasculating about experiencing human emotion. Right. I mean, honestly, I I needed that PSA just now more than yeah. any man probably. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so (laughs) well one last pro that uh we thought about is when you are online and you you are grieving i mean you could post that grief if you wanted to but you also have immediate access to so many distractions yeah so you could address it very quickly and then move on for a second Mm -hmm. give yourself a mental break yes and i don't know online shop or you know read a blog that you love Mm -hmm. or do some work play a game you know four hours on accident because you lost track of time (laughs) just whatever watch you you that's important you get to process at your own time Mm -hmm. at your own pace um whereas you know Prior to this, right. you would be stuck in a room with somebody at a wake or something like yes. that. And you'd just be feeling it, feeling it, feeling it, yeah. feeling it, instead of, like, being able to take a break. That takes a toll on you pretty right. quickly, too, when you're thrown into that arena. Right. So there are positives. Mm-hmm. But I think that the negatives are going to absolutely outweigh those positives. Yeah, the list does seem to be a bit more long. But that's okay. Um. Yeah, the biggest thing that I think, well... My favorite phrasing in this whole list of cons is pissing contests of sadness. I did love that. I love that phrasing. That was one Thank of the best notes I've ever read. Um, because it seems sometimes, and I am not one to, don't think at all that I'm judging the way that anyone processes or calling someone's feelings invalid. However, if you are not directly related to or entwined in a death that occurs on Facebook. You have the least amount of right to post the longest, saddest rant on Facebook about how they're gone. Because ultimately, when someone passes, it's not about you. It's never about you. It's not something that happened to you. Think about their family. If you want to rant, write their family about how much you love them and how much you love the person yeah. that has passed and how proud they would be of them. That's and, a great point. You know, like right. turn that energy into something else because I'm tired of getting on and reading like they were like a brother to me. Mm-hmm. Dude, you graduated together and you haven't talked to each other for five years. Right. Like calm down. Right. I'm and I'm not one to again invalidate feelings. However, when you post that, it's like you saying, This is about me. Yeah. And right. and leaving everybody else behind yeah. who is genuinely affected yeah. by that loss. Yeah. And I making think- them seem lesser than, mm-hmm. you know? I think A good rule of thumb would be whatever you feel inclined to post online, stop and ask yourself, 
could I not just make this a personal message sent to that family? Yes. And if you still don't feel validated in that, mm-hmm. then your motives probably aren't as pure as mm-hmm. they should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that for some people, you have to really fight that feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got to let it go. Or at least give it time. I feel like a lot of people wouldn't post half the shit they do if they were to wait a couple That's of weeks. True. Yeah. And, and be honest about it. Because when something tragic happens, you go through so many different phases mm-hmm. of feeling emotion, anger, sadness, like, yeah. dysfunctionality, mm-hmm. like... Give it time for the dust to settle yeah, and then write how you're feeling because right. that's going to be a little more true to the reality of things than the caricature of crazy that you're going to be writing right. two days after it occurs, you know, right. before the family gets a chance to say something for themselves. Right. Yeah. That brings us to another really extreme con. Um, just the general spreading of information without the family's permission oh, or their knowledge. Yeah. Or, th- or the same can be said just for, the like, fact close of spreading friends. spreading it at all. Yeah. Like, what's the purpose yeah. there? We had this mm. conversation at work today that a lot of things can be squashed if you just directly ask a person, mm-hmm. what is the purpose of what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you can give me an honest answer that makes sense, then by all means, go ahead. But if you cannot put into words what your purpose is... Yeah. Or if you can't own what your purpose is, then yeah. chances are your motive is not pure. Exactly. So you need to, like, chill, right? Yeah. Um, I'll never forget when I was in college. Um, I was in the middle of a class, and I was on my phone. Mm-hmm. I was just on my phone because I was bored, I'll be completely honest, and I yeah. was on Facebook. And as I'm scrolling through the feed, somebody posted that they were so sad to hear about the loss of one of our teacher's Oh, God. Daughters. Oh, my God. Which was one of our good friends, you know? We loved loved that kid. But when I read it, I remember, like, the heat going up my neck and Mm -hmm. into my face because I was like, what is this nonsense? They would not want you sharing about this right now. No, especially that family. You know what I mean? Like, knowing that. And if you truly knew that family, Mm -hmm. you you would know. You would know better. That's not the style. Exactly. And I remember standing up in the middle of that class. And we had just had a lecture the day before where he was, the professor was like, do not walk out of class, blah, blah, blah. And then this happened and I was like, I've got, I have to get out of here. Like mm-hmm. I felt like I couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. And I walked out and called my best friend. And I remember asking her, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is she talking about? And my best friend was like, yeah, it's true. And I was just yeah. like, what? And we just sobbed on the phone. I was like standing in the middle of the UC area mm-hmm. of, of a college like tons of kids around me. It's like eleven o'clock in the morning, and everybody's walking out. And you're just crying. You yeah. know what I mean? And I was at work. I thankfully didn't. I was blocked from Facebook. Oh, <laughs> Though, at work. Despite my many efforts, <laughs> how dare they? Um, but someone had texted me, and then we talked on the phone, and yeah. I was at work. I, I I remember exactly what I was doing that day. Yeah. When that happened, but yeah, they the family didn't share much at all they right. shared the the information about the funeral yeah and that's it and that's because nothing else needed to be shared exactly what is it going to do it's not going to change my life any it's exactly. not going to change the facts of what happened yeah you know what i mean so like why what's the purpose because they want attention right and that's so fucked up it's, it's it's just fucked up it's really inconsiderate it is because they let alone well don't share that information 
just for the sake of sharing it. Yeah. Don't do it. Because a lot of the time, that's, it's disrespectful to the family. Yeah, it's, it's not This necessary. is like beating a dead like, horse. Like, you get it. You like, get it, right? Right? Nobody, <laughs> you were not called upon. Exactly. To be the messenger. Exactly. Nobody was. That's right. So you've got to let it go. Like, it's going to be a nothing newspaper. but the village idiot. Right. So yeah. please stop. All you're doing is making people pissed off on top of being sad. Exactly. Like, come oh my on. God. Go Yikes. do something else. So, There's plenty of things to be doing online. <clears throat> because of the frequent posting of all of this, mm-hmm. I feel like when tragedy occurs, everybody, every Jack, Dick, and Tom. Tom, Dick, and Harry. Tom, Dick, <laughs> You know my grandmother? My grandmother used to say, yeah, every Tom, Dick, and Harry. And I'd go, Tom, Dick, and Harry. And she'd go, what? Tom's dick is Harry? And I was like, Grandma! <laughs> My grandmother did that multiple Every times. Every Joe, Dick, and Tom. <laughs> Joe, Dick, and Tom. Okay. Oh, Good for Joe. Good for Tom. <laughs> uh, okay. Get it together. Be we mature. needed that. It's fine. Grow up. So, because it's so frequent that people post this stuff, I feel like I s- just scroll right past it. Am yeah. I alone in this? No. I'm incredibly desensitized to this because I'm like, oh, it's somebody else bitching about how they lost somebody when it's not even their family. (laughs) Is that the Southern bitch in me coming out? Because I'm like, I just want to comment and be like, that's none of your business, ho. Like, I just. (laughs) Okay, I scroll past it, but it's because I, I'm barely holding on to like. (laughs) Barely holding it together at my, at my resting heart rate. Yeah. At my norm, I'm barely keeping it together. So I yeah. have to be very, very careful with what I allow myself to, like, focus on. Sure. And once I start reading, I'm like, nope, that's not for me. Not today. I mean, it's like the same thing as, like, if I'm scared all the time, I don't need to be watching scary movies. Oh, I You know what I mean? I need that. Oh, no, I can't. So great. I used to, but not mm. anymore. So, but well, yeah. okay, so when I read that note, I took it as people being desensitized in the sense of, like, they might, you know, be respectful for one day, and then immediately the next day, oh, the jokes like roll nothing. in. Yes, that's that too. You know, like, yeah. to me, and I've seen this mostly, like, with celebrities or with high-profile names, mm. right? Like, people will be respectful for maybe a solid 24 hours, mm-hmm. and then the very next day, it's already a meme. Yeah. You know, and I, I even saw oh, this yeah. this week in my classroom. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, you know, with Kobe Bryant passing away, like, that was, what, Sunday? Yeah. Monday, when my students came in, two of them made a joke immediately. The and two I just, of them are a joke. a joke. I know who yeah. you're talking about. I immediately snapped, and I just looked at them in, a, in front of everyone. I said, guys, can you not just let something be serious? I said, that's what's wrong with your generation right now. You guys don't know how to let something. She pulled a your generation I did. card. I did. I said, you, you guys are so uncomfortable with realness. Mm-hmm. That you have to make everything a joke. Yeah. Right? You have to make everything not serious. Yeah. I said, sit here for a second and let it be uncomfortable and let it be sad and yeah. see what that's like for once. Yeah. And it was silent the rest of class. Good. You know, like, you've got to feel those things. Yeah. Um, and if not, just shut the hell up. That's right. <laughs> right. I want to tell them that. Uh, we like, should retitle this. The hell. Shut the hell up. We can. Done. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Heart emoji, cry emoji, prayer emoji. Okay. Right. <laughs> I think, like, one of our last cons is that 
you do also run the risk of being exposed to like blatant negativity oh yeah on that loss you know what i mean like yeah. you could see some really hateful stuff because oh it God, is an like, open platform well they deserve that yes. i knew this was right coming. yeah well did you know that they right. i'm like shut up right this is not yeah. church where you're trying to pray for them and blessing their heart this is like right. real life here yeah and it's affecting more again than just you right people are fucking selfish uh, is what they are Damn what it. you said. What I said. What you said. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so in terms of grief, I mean, just when I was thinking about this and we were writing our notes, it got me thinking that at 31, there are things that we have grieved in our lives that no one told me I was going to grieve, mm-hmm. you know? And I wish, I think of like our listeners who are former students, I wish that when I was your age, someone had told me like, hey, just a heads up. Yeah. <laughs> just so you know. Just a heads up. You're you going to grieve. some kind of way. You're going to grieve this. over things that you did not realize mm-hmm. would cause you to grieve. You know, it's not always just death. Um, one of them can be like the end of a relationship or Oof. the end of a friendship. Same. You know? Yeah. And I think between, that's I think real. in your 20s, that's when you really experience that. That is so real. And I... I experienced that, actually. I had best friends. I'm, I'm still really close to some of the folks I knew in college. But, and the people that I weren't friends with in high school, I'm very close with now. Yeah. But the friends that you make in college, they say they're going to be the ones mm-hmm. that are in your life mm-hmm. forever or for the long run, you know? Yeah. So, my best friend, who was my roommate, we were inseparable, and I move away because I graduated before she did. I moved away, got a job, and it's like the communication just kind of withered away more and more and more. And it was like I had to go through withdrawal, and I didn't realize yeah. that that's what it was. And it, I, I kept telling myself it's something that I had done. It's something that I could fix. I needed answers. I needed closure, which is the same shit you ask yourself when someone dies. Right. And it's, you know, crazy to compare the two, but your your body, your mind, your brain, all of that goes through the same cycle, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. So. I, like, just to piggyback on that, mm-hmm. um, when I got divorced, I got my own place, and there was a day that I set aside to go to our house and and pack up my stuff mm. you know and take it out and I was doing it in the middle of a work day um and one of my best friends had planned to take that day off and help me right mm-hmm. and w- with the crazy turn of events her dog ended up having to be put put to sleep that morning oh, like she happened no. to be off the dog was super super sick oh, had not God. been doing well so she had to go and put her dog down oh, my early God. that morning and still showed up and i mean that oh. dog was her baby yeah she still showed up to help me pack on top of that it's raining all day it's cold and dreary See, this is what we call the perfect storm right? <laughs> and then we get to my old house and she's helping me pack up the kitchen and it was just like out of packing up all the things, packing up the kitchen hit me the hardest because mm-hmm. it was like, to me, the kitchen is where the you make a home. home. Yeah. yeah. And so packing up like dishes and packing up things that I thought I was going to share with this person for the rest of my life, mm. I'd never felt like more of a failure. Mm. Uh, like I felt so sad for both of us, you know, and I think that that's something that's worth noting is that it's possible to get divorced and 
grieve for both of you. Yeah. You know, to grieve for that person who was your best friend. Mm. And to know that, like, he's hurting, but there's nothing I can do to make it feel better because I am also hurting. Like, yeah. you can't... Two hurt people do cannot heal each other. not person. No. Yeah. Um, and so I just break for a second and I start crying. And then I look over at my best friend and she's crying too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Are you good? Are you I was crying like, over my divorce too? <laughs> no, my I was dog. Like, well, I said, I was like, dude, you shouldn't be here. You know, yeah. you, you, you buried you got your, your dog, own shit, honey. You buried your dog today, and she was like, I know I did, but there's nowhere else I'd rather be to get over that than with you right oh. now. Like, we're just gonna have to get through this together, you know. And just, I don't know. It was that was a different type of grief for me, um, and it, that in involved a different type of crying yeah you know like um i just there's just different ways of grieving another thing that i didn't no one prepared me for is that i i have grieved the different stages of my son yeah like once his and this is kind of morbid but once like his infancy started transitioning into his toddlerhood i realized oh shit He's never gonna smile at me again with those gummy smiles. Oh. Like I'll I'll never again see that in him. Oh. Like in all intents and purposes, like that version of him is dead. Like it's gone. I'll never see it again. Like I cannot recreate it. Unless you get real pissed and knock all this <laughs> teeth. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> and that might happen never, next week. Never it say never. <laughs> Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo. <laughs> January, February, March, April, May, June, Jason Derulo. It never gets old. It never gets old. But I have a really good teacher friend who told me the only way to get past that grief is to focus on the fact that it's going to be replaced with something that's so much greater. Yeah. You know, like you're, the kid will wow you in a a new way in that new stage. And she's, she was right about that, you know? So I had to get that shit in check real quick. Oof. Um, But there's still moments like when I wash his hair, washing his hair makes me cry. And what kills me is I feel like this would be a perfect scene in a movie. I feel it every time because when I'm washing his scalp, I can feel how much larger his head is as opposed to what it used to be. And I just think one day my hands will not fit the way that they used to around his little head. And every time I start crying, I always turn my head to the left so he doesn't see me crying. And so I cry for a few seconds, get it over with. And by the time I rinse him, he has no idea that I cried over his head. You know, and that you baptized him in tears. (laughs) I wonder how many times have our parents like washed our hair or done something for us and we had no idea they were probably crying at the same time you know like what is life you are (laughs) wrecking me right now and i cannot handle it what is life but what am i gonna do i'm not gonna tell my son like hello i'm here crying over you i'm not gonna guilt trip yeah yeah you know let him enjoy pissing me off on the rig that's right like (laughs) back on his bullshit again and then students leaving oh let me tell you i I don't even, so touching, I guess, kind of moving into students leaving and and touching on the kids growing up, like, I teach them, thankfully, for two years, Mm -hmm. and by the time they're seniors, I I try to leave them be, because the transition to a new teacher when they're juniors, it is, like, fucking ridiculous. Is that hard for them? It's hard for them because they, it's not me, but I send them over to my best friend who loves them just as much as I do, but she's not me, and I tell them that. Right. Well, they, of course, think, oh, it'll 
be fine. No, mm-hmm. they still expect me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, though, I had said. Right. But anyway, so I try to leave them be. In senior year, I try to come around spring semester. Yeah. Because I know that they're leaving again. Mm-hmm. And it always just shocks me to see the way that they have grown and changed since they were scared little freshman babies yeah. sitting in my classroom, mm-hmm. having breakdowns every other day, yeah. having it's trouble at so home, much growth. not being confident in anything that mm-hmm. they do or say, thinking that they're worthless, dating people who don't care for them the way that they should. Like, yeah. it's just, it's a huge growth and it's, it's like a happy mm-hmm. kind of grief because I'm like, I'm, you were such a sweet little baby but look at you. Like, yeah. it's just, yeah. you know, it's, I don't know. I guess, I guess I would make a really good mother because I want to baby them and love would. them and care for yeah. them. And then they don't need me right. like that anymore. Right. Oof. I yeah. lose it quite frequently, actually. Right. If the right song comes on in the car, I just right. lose it. <laughs> yeah. And I'll have to pull over and just cry for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just get back on the road. Like, it's kind of ridiculous that I'm this emotionally invested. But, again. I think you have to be in order to enjoy Get through the fucking day. Yeah, you have to be. (laughs) Like, no one's in teaching for the money. Yeah. There is none. Yeah. Yeah. What? what, What's money? Monopoly? I love that game. Okay. (laughs) For me, like, whenever I see my students, you know, I have them when they're sophomores. And so... Sometimes they come back to me when they're seniors, you know? Yeah. But then when, or they'll come to me their senior year asking for like letters of recommendation or, you know, which is great. And I'm always excited for them. Um, It's that last month or two before graduation. Oh, it wrecks me. Where they, and they feel it. Yeah. And they start wanting to visit more often. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's, it's that feeling of like, I know what they're about to encounter and they don't know it yet. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter how much I try to warn them. They're not going to get it because it's something they have to experience. So I feel like it's not even worth me warning them. It's more like, I feel like I'm about to send you out to the wolves. And mm-hmm. I can't even, I can't be there with you. Yeah. You know? And I I know that the next time I see you, you're going to be a different person. You know? And that's great. That's what you should be doing. Yeah. You know? But it, does it break my heart a little bit? Of course. You know? That's how I feel when a student says... I enlisted. I'm going to join oh, yeah. the Army. Oh, yeah. Oof. Well, I've got one who joined the Army last year, got married. His wife is pregnant now. Oh and, it, it, and it was all a natural progression. Um, but he contacted me yesterday and sent pictures of their ultrasound. And, I mean, these, these kids are kids. They're, they're, they're babies. kids. They're, they're babies. 19. Right. But I'm not, I'm not begrudging them. You know, if no, that's, if, but you that's... know, plenty of people have done it that early. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, that's their decision. Um, and I'm going to support him, but he sent the ultrasound photos and all I said was, man, just make sure you take really good care of your wife right now. Like be extra careful with her, you know, love on her. And he immediately texted me back and said, already am. And it was a photo of a bouquet of flowers in the passenger seat. Oh my <laughs> God. Like, Who oh. is this? Like, oh what? Oh, my gosh. What? You know what I mean? All of, like, 19, yeah. 20 years old. And oh, my God. And he now has a wife, a home, a baby on the way, and he still has the wherewithal to think, you know what? Let me pick up flowers for my pregnant wife. Like. That's amazing. There are people out there like They're this. They're good kids. Now, 
were girls knocking his door down to try and date him in high school? No, but they missed out. Yeah. They did, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that that's a quality person who is yeah. now turning into a quality man. That's awesome. Um I couldn't be prouder of him. So but, but yeah. Um what about like leaving your first home or your first dorm or your first apartment? I was a huge baby about stuff like that. I okay, fun fact. When I was I guess in 6th or 7th grade, I grew up in this, I, I grew up in the same house until I was a junior in high school and mm-hmm. then we moved, like, not even half a mile down the road. Mm-hmm. But I had grown up in this house that my parents built when they got married, and there was talk of my dad having to move jobs. Like, same company, just move, like, across this the U.S. to, like, Idaho or some shit. I carved my initials in the back steps on our porch. Oh, my God. And my parents were pissed. (laughs) I carved it in there. And then I also wrote on the inside of my closet, I love JTT forever. Yes! (laughs) And I will will always remember this spot. And wrote my name. And, yeah, when when we moved out of that house, I was a senior in high school. Yeah. Or junior or senior. And I found it, and it was just sad. Like, it's, yeah, leaving your home, that's where Mm -hmm. all of the big things happened. And I love the home that we Mm -hmm. moved into, but there's just something about your childhood home. Yeah, we, like, I grew up in the same house from the time that I was about five years old until I was 22. Mm -hmm. Like, that, that house, my family was in that house until I was about 22. Yeah. Um, and then at 22, I was living in Germany and they were selling the house. And so I came home for Christmas, but I knew that once I, I was only there for like a week in December and then I was going back to Germany. And then after that, they were going to sell the house. So while I was home at Christmas, I knew I had to say my goodbyes to the house. Oh my God. And I took my camera and I walked through and took pictures of every room from every angle, oh. every closet, like outside, every tree, like I mean, every little nook and cranny. I I have an entire photo album of those memories, and I kept them. Um, and then I loved my apartment in Germany. Like that was my first um, my first home as like a married woman, mm-hmm. and it was very important to me because not only was it that. But when my ex-husband was gone and I was there by myself, I feel like it was... Your safe haven. It was like me and that apartment. I had nothing else. I had no one else. I knew no one. Mm. But that was my safe space. Mm -hmm. And so when we moved out, I remember the last day in the apartment... I cried and like hugged the walls goodbye. Oh. Like I like I put my arms and I really just wanted to like feel the wall against me and just be like thank you. Like thank you for what you gave me. Like for I'll- making me strong. Yeah, and I oh. knew that it was on an army base, so the chances of me ever getting to see it again are so slim. slim. Yeah. You know, like for one, they were closing down that base. Oh my so God. I mean they could they every now and then will like close down a base and then open it back up. But I mean, if I'm never an army spouse again, then I'm not gonna have access to it. You know, so that's crazy to me to think that I can never ever again go back to that place. Oof. That blows my mind. You know? Yeah. But like it's weird that's for a place crazy. to be dead to you. Yeah. But that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So, but yeah, I think that hits a lot of them. Mm-hmm. The The end of, 
a phase in your life, I think, too. It kind of covers, like, the graduation. Ugh. Like, you can grieve it for someone else, but right. I feel like even today, I'm grieving the loss of my youth and grieving, mm-hmm. you know, not... I. I I see myself as a young kid. Yeah. In my head. Do you ever think about that? I think about my default age. Like, if someone yeah. immediately asks you, like, how old are you? Yeah. What's your default, like, in I your head? I feel like I'm in my 20s. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I'm 22. But, like, responsible 20s. Yeah. So, like, 25, which is how old I was when I got married. 22 is how old I was when yeah. I got married. Yeah. So, I don't know if we've talked about this, but, uh, yeah. yeah, it almost seems like, your age stops for women who have been married or who are married because it coincides with, like, your individual identity. Yeah. And then whenever you get married, you take on, like, this couple. Identify, this coupling yeah. identity. Yeah. You know? Um, so, and, I, and that's not a bad thing. No. It's just a shift. It's just different. Yeah, yeah. it's different. So. But, yeah. Okay. Well, with all these things considered, I mean, just some final tips and words would just be... Talk about it. Talk feel it. about your feelings. Talk about it to someone. You don't have to talk about it to everyone. Yeah. But if you have at least just like one person, one outlet, it can make a world of difference. It can. Because a lot of people can identify with the way that you're feeling. And I know today's today's youth, um, <laughs> we're in a time where mental health is at the forefront oh, yeah. of of being not, not resolved. Because there is no resolve to mental like health issues but there is coping there are strategies in place and i feel like um i feel like the support's never been stronger exactly so but grief is not necessarily mental health but it can cause mental health complications i Mm -hmm. guess if you are not adamant enough about expressing yourself talking to someone working through your feelings yeah because they will like present themselves at strange times if you don't work at you're gonna have to deal with it one way or the other you will so you can either be active about it or you can choke it down and pick it up later when you least expect it absolutely like you could either deal with it with a support group or you can inflict it upon a loved one later mm-hmm. by accident. Exactly. You know, and that's even writing it down. Mm-hmm. Like just writing somehow writing or speaking it out loud, yes, it, it truly helps. does take a bit of that pressure mm-hmm. off. You know, because it also puts things into perspective for you. Mm-hmm. If you talk about how you're feeling and think about that in the grand scheme of things and where your life is going. It puts the importance back on the things that actually matter. Right. And that it kind of almost resets your right. your compass of yes. where do I need to go? Yeah. Where what do I need to do? What would they want me to do? Right. You know, if yeah. if it is some like a person you're grieving, you know? Right. And no matter so. what, all of those feelings are examples of growth. Yes. They really are. Mm. Because every time you have to go through a bad experience or even a good experience, you come out of it different than who you were before. It builds resilience. Yeah. You know, and that's something that's going to happen whether you accept it or not. Yeah. It just is what it is, you know, so might as well lean into it. Yeah. Even the worst parts of my life, I look back on it now and I can see, okay, there's a reason why that happened. Yes. You know, like now with hindsight being 2020, mm-hmm. I can see that's why that needed to happen. You yeah. Know? And it's not immediate. Yeah. Um, but if you can be patient... And just accept that sometimes mm-hmm. life has mysteries. Yeah. You're going to enjoy it more. I promise. It's, that's so weird that you say, I look back and I'm like, everything happened for a reason. 
like, well, that's a very common thing to say. But in my yeah. head, it triggered whenever I was in college, my freshman year of college, I lost um, two of my grandparents the, first, the in one year. Um, and I didn't realize, like, what toll that took on me. Like, mm-hmm. it was hard dealing mm-hmm. with that. But as I got older in college, I looked back. I looked at all the, like, friendships that came from that. I looked at all the different places that I yeah. went. The things that I did as a result of that. And then I started to connect all the other things in my life that had happened. All the other friendships that mm-hmm. had, had occurred or bloomed because of certain things. And literally in my brain, it's like a map. It's like a quilt almost yeah. of of this beautiful thing right. that has been formed just based on the path that I took mm-hmm. from one place to the next, whether that be sadness, happiness, achieving something, being friends with someone. And it's a lot of it spurs from that tragic right. incident. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's, I saw, it's important to feel it. Yeah. I saw online someone gave an explanation for what grief feels like. Mm. And they said... That it's like standing in the ocean as the waves come in. Yes. And that when the grief hits you, it's like a really harsh wave hitting you real quick. And then it hits you and then you've got kind of a calm, peaceful moment for a little bit. And you can see the the expansion of the ocean. You can see the sky. When it goes into the shore. Right. And you you can appreciate how still and beautiful it is. And then another wave comes up and hits you. Yeah. And then you stand back up again. Um, but the way he was saying it was that there's no way for you to appreciate the calmness unless you experience the wave. Exactly. Like you have to have the shit knocked out of you in order to be like, oh man, it feels so good to be able to stand and be oh, still, yeah. you know? And that's kind of what life is. It's just that collection of moments that you're going to have these good times and you're going to have these bad times. And then you're going to have these boring times and the boring times are going to make up probably 85% of your life, Right. Yeah. But that you shouldn't <laughs> discount them because those are the moments where You're God stable. or the universe or whatever yeah. it is you believe in is like, hey, let me give you this much of a break. Exactly. Like, I'm giving you this much time yep. to, like, enjoy the peace and the normality of it all mm. before something crazy happens. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's all just kind of collective. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Is it the way we all want to enjoy our lives? Probably not. Yeah. But... It's not your fucking call, so. That's right. Sorry, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> Lean in. <laughs> but I had a rather serendipitous moment um, on the 20th of January is when my grandmother passed away. Mm-hmm. And I distinctively remember, oof, it's going to make me cry. Um, the last time I came home from school before she passed was um, at the end of Christmas break, I like we came back from Christmas break, went to school for a week. I came home that weekend, mm-hmm. which was like the fifteenth, um, and it was snowing in town, mm-hmm. and which is rare. What is snow in the South these days? We don't know. Um, but my grandmother, she was in hospice in my mom's house, my parents' house. I don't know why I'll call it my mom's all the time. I do that. They're too. happily married um, <laughs> for many years, but. It was snowing outside, and they had turned her bed kind of towards the window. And at this point, she was very nonverbal. She Mm -hmm. knew what she wanted to say, but she would gesture and do things. Yeah. And we just, she would point, she pointed out the window, 
at the snow mm-hmm. and we just sat there and yeah. watched it snow mm-hmm. together and it was like the last that's the last time that right. I spent with my grandmother yeah and we got home from a trip on the 20th and I get out of the car and it's just snowing yeah and it's like years and years later it just hits you mm-hmm. when you least expect just like right. the ocean just like right. I said she wasn't lying yeah but it's just like that beauty yeah intermingled with just mm-hmm. that just feeling raw. of missing mm-hmm. them you know yeah and it's it's life it's just and all i can think about in all of this is how wonderful it is that you have the ability to feel all yeah. of it yes the fact that we are able in our lifetime to experience mm-hmm. the birth of things, right. the living of things, and the passing of things, mm-hmm. and the turning over of things. Like, that's such a beautiful, beautiful thing that goes so underappreciated in mm-hmm. day-to-day life. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, that's where all of our art comes from. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's why the songs are written mm-hmm. and the books are written and the music is created. Yeah. You know, it comes from these raw emotions. Yep. So the more raw emotions you're feeling, probably the more you're living your life, honestly. Yep. It's you know? true. It's so true. you got to lean into it. Do it. It's going to happen one way or the other. It is. And all you can do is find a good support system. That's true. You know, so if you don't feel comfortable reaching out to a friend or a family member, there are definitely resources out there for you. Yeah. Right? There are. Um, I know BetterHelp is, I see, the, I watch a lot of YouTube, and BetterHelp is something that's like an online counseling thing where you can text with them, you can message with them, mm-hmm. Um and some people use it for mental health, but I feel like if you're grieving something, you're trying to put the pieces together. Yeah. That would be a good place for you to contact. Yeah. Um, you could also, there are several websites. One that I found is called griefandcommon.com. Mm-hmm. And it's just this place where people go to have anonymous community with other right. people who are experiencing what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And I know I did just a brief search on Facebook, like grief groups. Yeah. So many popped up. Yeah. So, and if you are afraid of like your identity being released or whatever, like mm-hmm. make a different profile. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. Um, yeah. But you know, if you want to anonymously interact with that kind of stuff, um, there's plenty of online resources. I would also say that if you're involved in a church or if you know someone involved in a church, they mm-hmm. probably have a grief group mm-hmm. of some kind. Um, or if you go to like the health department, wherever you live, they right. probably have a grief counseling like circle. Yeah. Your college. Um, yeah. College. Def- college the clinic. Yeah. They have at your, the health clinic on campus, which FYI, you should take advantage of that too. Do it. Okay. If you don't understand your health benefits through your parents' insurance, or if they don't have that, take a look at your health clinic on campus. Okay. It's there for you. It so is. use it. Um, but you can also go there for, you know, mental health. Mm-hmm. And I think I could be wrong about this, but when we were in college at state schools, mm-hmm. it was free to it go is. and see yes. um, a therapist it and is. speak yeah. you know, about any topic. Yep. Um, I had no idea that that was offered to us until like our senior year of college. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I would have utilized it for sure. Yeah. You know, just to kind of um, level out 
my thoughts yeah. and my anxiety or my depression, you know, just like, mm-hmm. man, let me talk it out for a second yeah. to a stranger. Yeah, don't, <laughs> and don't be afraid to just share, you know, you might be surprised. I know a lot of people may be reluctant about sharing about their grief yeah. or what they're going through or how they genuinely feel about it. Right. But talk to someone. If mm-hmm. you have a friend, they probably mm-hmm. have been some through something similar. Tell your advisor. If you have an right. advisor in your department, just tell someone. And if they don't know, they can get you in touch with someone who does know how to handle that kind of stuff. Right. And just be understanding that the first time you have a conversation, it might not be the smoothest conversation ever. Yeah. That kind of trust, you have to continue building. Yeah. Right? So you might at the surface level admit that you're grieving. And then after you've built trust over several talks, then you might be extremely blatant and honest about exactly what you're feeling. You You know, because sometimes that includes I'm mad. And this is stupid. Yes. Right. yeah, you yes. feel all, your emotions will run the gamut right, of they the will. entire spectrum. Right, so once you find someone safe that you trust, you'll feel, um, you'll feel kind of almost like that freedom yeah. to be very transparent in yeah. your grief, okay? But as always, we're here too, we right? Are. Especially our former students, you know, totally. we're always here for you guys. That doesn't stop just because you graduated. Yep. So you shoot us an email, let us know what you need, all right? Yeah. But we're you here. Do it. Yeah. That's what we got for you. It's all for this week. We'll be back next week with a less depressing topic. (laughs) But in the meantime, when you have the moments to laugh, you better do it. Do it, honey. Um, If you haven't done so already, subscribe to us on Apple Podcast. Write us a review as well while you're there. And follow us on Instagram at Laugh It's Funny Podcast. You can also send us stories if you want to follow up to this. Talk about maybe something funny. That would be fantastic because this is depressing as hell um <laughs> something funny that's happened to you um funerals is, funerals is a whole other topic we may have to do funerals are a hot mess y'all anyways but you can email us those hot mess stories at laugh it's funny podcast at gmail.com all right guys that's all we got have a, good one. Have a great week we'll see you next time bye, bye. bye.